apt to be silent. And so was Miss Bridget, till her brother began and told her the whole story. Miss Bridget had always expressed so great a regard for what the ladies are pleased to call virtue, and had herself maintained such a severity of character that it was expected, especially by Wilkins, that she would have vented much bitterness on this occasion, and would have voted for sending the child as a kind of noxious animal immediately out of the house. But, on the contrary, she rather took the good-natured side of the question, intimated some compassion for the helpless little creature, and commended her brother's charity in what he had done. A consultation was now entered into, how to proceed in order to discover the mother. A scrutiny was first made into the characters of the female servants of the house, who were all acquitted by Mrs Wilkins. The next step was to examine among the inhabitants of the parish, and this was referred to Mrs Wilkins, who was to inquire with all imaginable diligence and to make her report in the afternoon. Mrs Wilkins now prepared to visit those habitations which were supposed to conceal its mother. When her approach was proclaimed through the street, all the inhabitants ran trembling into their houses, each matron dreading lest the visit should fall to her lot. She, with stately steps, proudly advanced over the field, filled with conceit of her own pre-eminence and schemes to effect her intended discovery. She went immediately to the habitation of an elderly matron. These two began presently to scrutinise the characters of several young girls, and at last fixed their strongest suspicion on one... Jenny Jones. This Jenny Jones was no very comely girl, either in her face or person, but nature had somewhat compensated the want of beauty, for she had given her a very uncommon share of understanding. This gift Jenny had a good deal improved by erudition. She had lived several years a servant with the schoolmaster, who had discovered a great quickness of parts in the girl and an extraordinary desire of learning. Jenny had, by her learning, increased her own pride, which none of her neighbours were kind enough to feed with the honour she seemed to demand, and now, instead of respect and adoration, she gained nothing but hatred and abuse by her finery. The whole parish declared she could not come honestly by such things. Jenny was now summoned to appear in person before Mrs Wilkins, which she immediately did. Though Mrs Wilkins was fully satisfied of the guilt of Jenny, it is possible Mr Allworthy might have required some stronger evidence to have convicted her. But she saved her accusers any such trouble by freely confessing the whole fact with which she was charged. Mrs Wilkins, having succeeded beyond her hopes in her inquiry, returned with much triumph and at the appointed hour made a faithful report to Mr Allworthy. When Jenny appeared, Mr Allworthy took her into his study and spoke to her as follows. You know, child, it is in my power, as a magistrate, to punish you very rigorously for what you have done, and you will, perhaps, be the more apt to fear I should execute that power, because you have, in a manner, laid your sins at my door. But perhaps this is one reason which hath determined me to act in a milder manner with you. For I will suppose, in your favour, this to have proceeded from a natural affection to your child, 
since you might have some hopes to see it thus better provided for, than was in the power of yourself, or its wicked father. It is the other part of your offence, therefore, upon which I intend to admonish you. I mean the violation of your chastity. Allworthy paused for a moment, and then proceeded. I have talked thus to you, child, not to insult you for what is past, and irrevocable, but to caution and strengthen you for the future. Be a good girl the rest of your days, and want shall be no motive to your going astray, and believe me, there is no more pleasure, even in this world, in an innocent and virtuous life, than in one debauched and vicious. As to your child, let no thoughts concerning it molest you. I will provide for it in a better manner than you can ever hope. And now nothing remains.